passion, talent, influence. That's what we're here to recognize. A movement that lives right in our own backyard. Southwest Florida. So put your glasses up. Let's give a toast. Toast to the innovators. Toast to the creators. Toast to the go-getters. The people who wake up every day with a passion to create. Not for themselves, but for the benefit of the community. A community that has no limits. So let's kick back and toast to the good fellas. Yo, what it do? What it do? What what's it up? Do? What's up? What's up, bro? Bro, I'm happy to be back, bro. But yo, it's been like three months, I think, since the last time we recorded. Mm-hmm. We're like on a little hiatus. We had a lot of people ask, yo, where y'all been at? Let me get on the show. <laughs> I'm trying to watch y'all show where y'all been. Like, you know, we. We're busy men too, you know what I mean? So like, we had a lot of things coming up. We had the holidays, but we're glad to be back. We're glad mm-hmm. that y'all are tuning in. Thank you once again for another episode of Toast of the Good Fellas. Mm-hmm. What's good, Nick? What's good? First of all, shout out to EQ Recording and Multimedia because they always be just looking out for us, making sure that our podcast is thriving. So shout out to Josh. Shout out to Joe. Uh, shout out to our new intern. Yeah, we got interns in this bitch now, 2021. <laughs> you know the vibes. We're moving on up, y'all. We're moving on up with y'all, man. Um, this And tonight, this is the... Uh, 28th. 28th episode. 28th? 28th episode, bro. Are you serious? That's crazy. 28th. Damn, bro. I was thinking about 26 just because of the 26th and, you know, I'm rocking, I'm rocking with Kobe tonight. <laughs> All the mentality on this first podcast of the year. You know what I mean? RIP Kobe, RIP Gigi, RIP everybody Kobe, who, man. you know, passed away in that tragic accident last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we're going to have a great show, man. Just, you know, for the culture Absolutely. and, you know, for how we always deliver the show, man. And if you are watching this, you know, just how the other episodes... Make sure to please <clears throat> subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. It'll be greatly appreciated, man. Much love. God bless y'all, all right? Absolutely. Without further ado, bro, who we got tonight, man? Who's so, our 28th guest? So you see our guest over here. We're going to hype him up a little bit. You know, we want to <laughs> stick with the, uh, the theme of having the mama mentality. So we're going to introduce our guest here, Wyatt Griffith. He's a professional athlete. Entrepreneur, strength and conditioning coach, man. This man wears so many hats. Like it's it's so hard to figure out exactly what he's doing, but you know he's making moves. So what's up, bro? That's a hell of an introduction. I'm honored. I try. I, I, I try. I try. Hey, come on. Hey, come on. Man. You, you know. You know. You know how we deliver, man. Yeah, you know man. how we deliver on the show, bro. Nah, man. I appreciate y'all having me come out here, man. I know y'all been busy. I've been busy, so it's good to finally get out here, man, and, and see what y'all doing. Uh, talk about some things, man. Bro, every time I see your IG story, bro, I'm like, damn. I, I just got out the gym and I see that. I'm like, I didn't go hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go hard enough, bro. I'm like, damn, man. This man trained hard as hell, yeah, man. Bro. But, I mean, it's all for purpose, bro. Yeah, you know man. There's a method behind the madness, bro. I mean, I feel like if we don't have, a, you know... For me, training is one purpose, but like if we don't have something that we're truly trying to, you know, get after for the day, mm-hmm. we're kind of missing the mark, man. Me, I take strength and conditioning and training every day is a, a serious thing. It's an objective for me every day. So I'm really trying to get after it every time. So you saying that means I'm doing my job. Yeah. Means I'm motivating people on the outside looking in. So mm-hmm. that's good, bro. Mm-hmm. That's good, man. Mm-hmm. This is my actually my first time meeting you in person. Yeah. So this is, this is pretty dope. And I just followed him on Instagram. So follow him on Instagram. We'll have his information at the end of the episode for you to uh, see. But like, bro, compare yourself to a professional athlete, bro. You should know better, bro. You should <laughs> I know, know bro. better. I'm bro. That, bro. I mean, I, I work out a little bit, but here and there. I mean, I mean, I, I work out consistently, but not not like Wyatt, man. I mean, he's yeah, like I said, he's got a purpose too. I know he mm-hmm. played um, high school, college, professional. We're gonna get into that a little yeah. bit, man. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, bro, we gotta shout you out, man. You on the show tonight? Yeah, bro. Again, bro, I'm honored, man. I appreciate yeah. it. I'm excited, bro. I'm oh, excited yeah. to talk about some stuff, man, and get into it, bro. So being a professional athlete, one of the things that I know about them is they're always on the move, yeah, right? Bro. So how, how do you balance your, you know, your busy schedule and traveling all the time? Well, I mean, I think this year kind of took a lot of us for a strike, bro. Like, we're, we're trying to figure out if we're going to even have definite seasons, you know, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? How are the contracts looking? You know, what mm-hmm. are we progressing? You know, everything's different. You know, you go from stuff from the NFL to CFL to AF, it's all different, you mm-hmm. know? So when we're trying to figure stuff out, we're, it's frustrating because we don't know a lot of the time, mm-hmm. you know, the commissioners of leagues are always trying to do protocols right now, especially because of COVID. And uh, it's just hard, bro. But I mean, balancing the schedule, <laughs> 
I'm not gonna lie, it's tiring. It's <laughs> tough, bro. I mean, there's a lot to do throughout the course of the day. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, and my days in particular are super busy. Yeah. So, uh, I'm never sitting still. If I'm sitting still, it means I'm not doing anything right. So, yeah. I feel that. It sounds very familiar to you know a lot of people who are consistently working on themselves to be great. Yeah. Um, you're working on yourself to be great, but you're also working on your body to make sure that it's at, right, at the highest pristine level to be able to perform. Um, and I got to take my hat, my imaginary hat off to you. I appreciate that. I'm sorry, y'all. But like, I'm sorry for presenting this last year. That luscious hair, man. It's it's luscious hair. You know you're on the grind when you're scruffy like this. You know what <laughs> I mean? In the head and shoulders door. commercial, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it gave me a long side trip. It's luscious moment, 100% of the time, right? 100%, 100% of the time. <laughs> bro, that's crazy. You know, but, that, but that traveling is crazy, though, bro. Yeah. I mean, like, you, you're constantly, you know, um, training. Yeah. I bet you got to work on your marketing because you obviously trying to get out there and trying to get your name out there, trying right. to have, like, scouts to see you and everything like that. Yeah. So, like, how does that process go in regards to, like, marketing yourself? Like, yo, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm training. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. So, I mean, I have an agent. Shout out to my boy, Eli. Uh, he does his thing, bro. He he really takes care of that aspect for me. You know, there, there are times where um, you don't hear much, you know. It's kind of you're, you're waiting to hear something, you know. But he's always getting out there. He's getting my name out there to coaches um, with GMs and stuff and providing opportunities for me. So, I'm, I'm forever grateful for that, you know, because that takes one aspect of stress off my shoulders. Yeah. Um, so, so that does make my life a little easier at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, bro, just because, um, like for instance, I just signed a contract with the Orlando Predators for this season. Um, but you know, you know, I don't know if I can say this, but I'm, I'm going to say it, you know, like we don't know if we're going to have a season again, you know, it's mm-hmm. like they're going under protocol for COVID and they might want to push the season back. And that's mm-hmm. frustrating, man. Mm-hmm. Like you go through an entire year of letdown and train super hard yeah. to get that information. It's just demoralizing sometimes. Bro, I feel for y'all, man. I'm not I'm not even in the league or, you know, going through what y'all are going through. Like, what are the COVID protocols though? Bro, if I had the answers, I would <laughs> tell you. I don't know. That's what that's what's so frustrating because it's like we've had an entire year to watch like the NFL go about things. You know, like mm-hmm. the CFL, like we canceled what we were doing this year for the CFL. The mm-hmm. AFL, we canceled the A- and the NAL, we canceled what we're doing. And it's like, it's frustrating, man. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, we have... You're not shutting down the NFL. You're not shutting down the NCAA. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a multi-billion dollar franchise. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not shutting those down. Mm-hmm. So, you have to, like, if it were me, I'd be looking at what are they doing for their protocol? And you can see already they're not having, either they have no one in the stands or they have 15% capacity, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, how hard could it be for us to execute that? You know, like, yeah. why? At some point, like, you have to take into consideration some of these guys that are playing. Mm-hmm. And some of them do rely on that money. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, it's like, if you can't be transparent with us, it's just, it's hard for us to want to play for mm-hmm. you at times, you know? Yeah. But. Do you feel like some athletes lose the love of the sport because of the money? Because it turns into a business and they know that, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of like a business? I mean, it comes with the territory, man. Um, you You have to understand that what you're getting to is about revenue. You know, like people like you, if you're not producing, you're not playing. If you're not playing, you're not getting paid. And if that's happening, you're probably not on the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And if the coach is not winning, he's probably not getting paid. He's probably not a coach anymore. Exactly. So like it works full circle. Like we need the coaches, the coaches need us. And it, it kind of comes back. And so you, you kind of have to understand that going into it. You know, when you're going into it as a rookie, it's kind of a shell shock. Like I remember my rookie season, I was... It was weird, bro, mm-hmm. you know, and just like the things I had to get used to, it was hard to adjust to that. Yeah. So um, it, it just comes with the territory, bro. Mm-hmm. You just kind of have to prepare for it and just accept it. It's kind of like having a, it's like you get a new job and you have a new boss, right? Mm-hmm. But your boss only talks to you like maybe once a month. Right. This is what you need to do. This is my expectations. Right. Get it done. Month goes by. All right, we're going to see what you did. Eh, that's not good enough. Right. That's not good enough either. Eh, I don't know if we're going to be able to make it uh, make you on the team. Like, like bro, what do you expect? I ain't got no... I no give you a, a clear... I was just talking about this the other day with one of my homeboys. I was like, bro, one of the literally, like, just clear-cut things I've ever seen, ever. Uh, we're getting ready to play a game, and the head coach goes up to two of our corners. Mm-hmm. It was just like, just letting you know, one of y'all is going home. 
like right Ooh. before the game. And I'm like, Damn. oh my God, bro. Like at the time I was on IR, so I was like saved, you know, by like that IR label. But I was like, Damn, bro. Like that is cold, man. Like just well, good luck. Yeah. If that Damn. don't make you perform, right, I, I don't know what will. Bro, it was crazy. It's kind of like a, okay, so either one person is going to see that as fuel to the fire and one person is going to be scared. So let me see who is You either be the fold one. or you don't, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's going to be like, like, it's like so. one of those things. Like, and then second, it's a very unforgiving league. I was talking about it. It's one of my, one of my homeboys the other day. I feel like football is just one of those leagues, man, that mm-hmm. it's just so unforgiving because you're putting your body through so much training, through so much work. Yeah. And your position and your job can be gone in a second. Yeah. Bro, people don't understand. It doesn't matter what level. If you're in the AFL, the NAL, the CFL, the NFL, you're not playing with kids in high school. You're not oh. playing with kids in college. You're playing with grown-ass men that know how to hit, that know how to – they're <laughs> football savvy. You know yeah, what I'm saying? They yeah. know the game of football. They know what they're doing. They've been around it for a mm-hmm. long time. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not playing with little kids anymore. Yeah. You know, I remember the first time I got smacked, and I was like – Yup, that was a grown ass man that just hit me right there. You know what I mean? Like I just felt. I thought that. he was talking about like slap. No, no, like, like he like hit me right on the like right yeah. on the sidelines, bro. And uh-huh. I was like, yup, yeah. that's what that feels like. You know? Yeah. So it's it's unforgiving. Mm-hmm. You know, it is definitely unforgiving. Mm-hmm. I don't have any type of experience to kind of draw back from, other than when I played in high school. Yeah, and when I got smacked by someone who I knew for sure, right. like had a future in at least college football. Yeah, yeah. and. I could definitely tell that his hits was different mm-hmm. than hits from like people on my own team or just like people I ever got hit by before. Bro. Sure, bro. Immediately, I, and this was back when we were, we were talking a little bit before the podcast yeah, when yeah. I was on the kick return team. Yeah, yeah. Bro, I, it, I think it was like a pooch kick that they did. Yeah. And I it just so happened to be right in front of me and right. I caught it. And as soon as I caught it, bro, I got laid the fuck out, bro. <laughs> and like immediately I was like, yo, I never want to feel this ever again. <laughs> yeah, bro, <I> <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, boom, right back on the next kick return. Oh, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. like, I'm sitting there like, okay, I'm not going to like let that shit happen to me again. No, nah, dude, you have those come to Jesus moments. You're like, why am I doing this shit, yeah. bro? Like, yeah. Why am I going it, through it, this? It like, takes like yeah. a lot of like guts and, and, yeah, and, bro, and just like sure. mental strength to be able to like Get hit by a grown ass man and then get back up and yeah, do it dude. again. We had some, we had some legends come out at the two three nine, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we produce nothing but athletes down here. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I played with my fair share of dudes, you know, either on my team or against other teams. I mean, we got talent out here, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we're producing it every year. Yeah, I think you played <clears> against Sammy Watkins, right? Yeah, when I was a freshman, he was a senior. Mm-hmm. They had Dallas Crawford. You know, I remember playing like against like dudes like uh, Jimmy Stewart, Aaron Lynch. Um, Mario Pender. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just training with my homeboy Kurt Benkert the other day. Mm-hmm. Like, just bro, man, bro. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of want to bring it back a little bit. I want to show our audience the the, the evolution of Wyatt. <laughs> so, uh, are you from the two three nine? You were born here. Born and raised. Born and raised here. So you went to a local high school. Went to Baker. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 What at what point? In your athletic, on I guess, on the, journey, yeah, journey. Uh, but before college, did you know he was like, "Yo, this is what I want to do," dude? It's so funny you say that, bro, because I was kind of, you know, figuring out like, man, what are they gonna ask me? You know, when I get in there, like, how am I? <laughs> how am I gonna answer it when it comes to the, uh, the journey aspect? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what I think a lot of people fail to realize is that for a lot of us football players. Mm-hmm. We don't look at we don't look at it as it's our last step. Mm. Okay. So like a lot of us, if we start out in Pop Warner, we're like, oh, we know we got high school. Mm-hmm. And then you get to high school and it's like, man, you know, for me, I was like, man, I know I got college. But I know a lot of my other boys I played with senior night was there last night putting the helmet on, putting the pads on. Mm-hmm. And then I remember when I got to college, bro, I was like, I had never thought about professionally playing. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those things where it was like, I had, I didn't make it this far to get this far, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember talking with my old man, I had a real heart to heart with my dad and my dad played in the league. You know, I come from a history of football players. You know, my uncle played at Wisconsin, my dad played in the league. Mm-hmm. And I asked my dad and I'm like, pops, not that I don't know anything, you know, but this has been my entire life has been structured around football. Mm-hmm. And I've never not thought about what I'm doing next where'd I go? And my dad's like, you need to get ready to play professionally. Mm. 
And then that's how I kind of got started with that, bro. Okay. It was never honestly my goal to play professionally. It was just my goal to play college ball. I know you had a couple setbacks too on your way there, right? I definitely did. So what's up with that? Um, a lot of it was my fault. You know, I think a lot of time we don't point the finger at ourselves and we have to kind of point it back at ourselves and take blame where blame is due. Mm-hmm. And, you know, coming out of high school, I had like seven division one offers, man. But it was always one thing after another. They wanted a higher ACT score. Like your GPA like wasn't high enough, you know, or like it was just something, a coaching staff change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of getting down to the last step. Then I had a division two school that offered me a full ride scholarship for football and track. So I took it because I didn't have another option, but I didn't, I did not want to go there, man. We're talking about taking a kid who's from the coast of Florida to mm. Lake Erie, Ohio, bro. You got the lake effect, man. Yeah. Like, I was never, I never, I didn't, bro, when I went up there, I didn't have the right clothes for that type of <laughs> shit, man. Yeah, I feel you, and bro. Yeah. The first snow day, I was like, this is cool for an hour. And yeah. then you're like, fuck this. This is super cold. I don't like this yeah. shit. This should last all day. What the yeah, fuck? Bro, it was, it was <laughs> yeah, bro. And it goes forever, man. And my, I was gone after my first semester, bro. Wow. And when I left my first semester, I had come home and I was at IMG. And I was training with my coach, and he was getting me a bunch of looks, bro. And I actually had an offer from uh, FAMU. Mm-hmm. FAMU wanted me to come up there for a visit. And I went up there, and the coach, uh, he was like, did you get released from your NLI? And I hadn't even thought about it, but, like, before you go to college, you sign a national letter of intent, right? Mm-hmm. And it's signed for basically a year, whatever it is. And my, I left the first school my first semester. So I didn't finish my contract, essentially, for the mm-hmm. full year. And I was like, oh, okay, let me call that coach. And I'm like, hey, can you release me from my NLI so I can go to this school? And he was like, no. Like, just a dick about it. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, bro. Mm-hmm. So I remember that sent me back a year, man. Did and you then, let him know that you were leaving? Yeah, dude, I left. Mm-hmm. And then when I was down in Florida, it was around, like, January. Um, I was at IMG, and, and he was like, my coach was like, hey, I got a couple looks. You know, family was one of them. So I went up there, and he was like, hey, dude, it says you're still attached to your NLI. Can you get released from this? And I called him. He was I was the only kid up there that was on a full ride scholarship. So I think that's kind of why he was salty about it. Yeah, that makes hmm. sense. But uh that set me back, bro. That was that was hard year for me mm-hmm. because I you're talking about someone who's 18, 19 years old trying to figure out their direction on how to even get back into that arena. Mm-hmm. And I had a D3 school come down and I liked the coach at first. He gave me and two of my other boys um an opportunity up there. Um, but you know. People don't understand the politics of college football, man. There's politics in that, bro. There's boosters. There's people whose parents pay money into the school and they want to see their kid play. Mm-hmm. And I remember my sophomore year, bro, I was I was doing well, dude. I came in and I was actually ranked in the nation as a kick returner. I, coming into that following year for my junior season, I was, uh, I was voted by my peers to be a captain. And I remember, you know, I'd hurt my hamstring in camp, came back, started balling out, and I had a – not words with my head coach, but I didn't have, we weren't seeing eye to eye and he could never give me a clear reason as to why I wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that rubbed me the wrong way, you know, because I would be able to accept that the people that were in front of me were better than me, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the case. And the kids that were in front of me, I loved them to death, but it was like, I was a more, like, I just felt like I was more as a competitor. I feel like I was better, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when I had that call with my dad and I was like, pops, what do I do? And he's like, you need to get ready. And I mean, at first he was not hip with it. You know, yeah. like I was the one who was making that decision to leave. And then he was like, all right, if you're going to do it, you need to get ready and put everything into it. So that's what I did. So, yeah, the, the politics I, I feel in college are, like you said, they're they're crazy, man. I mean, like, yeah. I, I mean, I've never been part of it, but I, I definitely heard stories. I mean, I, you can attest as well um, that there, there are just favoritism, basically, involved, oh, you know, boy. and like. And, and and it fucking sucks because yeah, we got we got dogs just like why you know out there you know that are would kill to be like in the professional league you know and right now right. I'm sure that you rather do that now than sitting here with us but I'm sure, you know, <laughs> right. you'll get there you know I what love I mean? being here man this is good. you'll this get is good, here, you'll get there this though is good. you know um but uh but yeah I I, and I think like the, the college thing like there's been a lot of like controversy within that like for the past couple of years like should college players be paid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and all that stuff. Um, so what, what do you think about that? You know, like, should they be compensated? I mean, I know they put, especially for football, like we said earlier, they put their bodies online. They've got right. those kids putting their bodies online. You know, it's a dangerous sport. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Should they be compensated? Do they get enough? Like, how does that really work? 100%, bro. 100. Here's why. 
Mm-hmm. Here's why I think they should be compensated. Maybe not like to some extreme professional extent, mm-hmm. but absolutely, man. You're selling these kids jersey numbers. You're selling helmets that are autographed by them. You know, whatever's going out there. Millions of people are viewing this on TV. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of thousands of people are coming to the game, paying tickets, year tickets to come watch the game. And these coaches can get paid millions of dollars. Not only that, if a kid wants to transfer, he has to sit out a whole year. If a head coach wants to transfer, he can coach right away. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. That, and that's the politics. Mm-hmm. That's one aspect of the politics. Mm-hmm. So I do think these kids should be compensated, man, for mm-hmm. what they're doing. And, and like, it, it's not fair, but unfortunately, that's the way it's been played for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's starting to change, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's definitely starting to evolve and be like, yeah. and I think the NCAA just passed it. Like, it's a new thing now. Like, people mm-hmm. can start making revenue off of what is sold off of their name. Mm-hmm. Shout out to at least the people I know. Shout out to LeBron James for being one of the biggest spearheads for that movement. Shout out to, what's that show? Ballers. Right, that ball. Mm-hmm. You've seen Ballers, right? Yeah, um, yeah. HBO. Uh, that w- had a lot of that. Those same type of. Uh, Arian Foster. Yep, yep, yep. yep. One, had a lot of those same themes and, and things that we're talking about. And it takes you know simple conversations, conversations that we're having right now about right, things like that that really you know start uh, spark movements. And I'm glad a lot of that legislation uh, is passed or is beginning to you know actually. Uh, formed into something good, yeah. Because uh, it's gonna take a couple of years for you know a lot of the, a lot of the what's the what's the word I'm looking for the foundation to be built because right. anything you know starting from scratch isn't gonna be perfect, right? Um, right. But at least it's a start of something, yeah. And, and that's what's important. Yeah, and even with the NFL too, I uh, I used to be like, why are these guys having like contract holdouts? You know what I mean? Mm. And I was always like. You know, they're getting paid millions of dollars, you know. It doesn't matter about the dollar amount. But you you told me that before. I remember. I, but 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 you know what? I admit I was very wrong. <laughs> and now I'm on the side of like I, I completely agree with the holdouts, especially for running backs mm-hmm. and for any skill positions, just because like, man, these guys are literally getting hit at their at the hardest every single play. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you want to use me like that, I want to make sure I get compensated for my injuries. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to give me this money, then I don't want to put my body on the line for it. Right. And that's just how I see it. And yeah. I feel like a lot of people do see it like that. Hell right? yeah, dude. There's a life after football, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, especially for people that have fans, like one day I would love to have, you know, little Jets running around, little Wyatts, you know, maybe like a little <laughs> yeah. baby girl, you know, right, one right, day. Right. <laughs> but like, I would like to be able to play with them. And run with them and teach them things. I can't do that if I'm walking with a cane, you yeah. know? Like, so I, I agree, you know, like some of these guys. Now, sometimes, you know, maybe their numbers, their margins are astronomical. Maybe don't need that much. But <laughs> definitely, like, they have their rights to um, negotiate what they think their body's worth. <laughs> like, how could you say no? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How could you argue that? So, yeah. especially if you're a star player. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're literally you're measuring you're measuring every aspect of their professional skill level in right. terms of uh, skills. Right. You're giving them the the tools that they need to be able to calculate their own value right. as well. So, and then you're telling them you're ba- like, and you have people on TV basically saying, "Hey, this is the, one of the greatest running backs at this time." Right. You know, and they're hearing these things on TV. They're like, "Okay." How come I'm not getting paid like one of the right. best running backs right now? Right. Like I think that conversation that we were talking about was when Le'Veon Bell uh, was holding out. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a couple years ago. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, listen, I remember I specifically. I was like, this guy, like just like Christian McCaffrey, took like ninety percent of all of the offensive snaps in, in for the Carolina Panthers. Le'Veon Bell was running the ball like yeah. almost. Pretty much 80% of the time uh, and taking hits on every single play. And he not only was running the ball, he was catching the ball too. Right. So, and he was like one of the, one of the greatest players at the time doing that. Yeah, dude. And he wasn't getting paid for it. No, my, my cousin was uh, a quarterback at Michigan State and roomed with Le'Veon. I remember when that whole thing was going on. I was like, bro, like, is Le'Veon tripping right now? Or like, how is he? Like, he's like, no, dude, Le'Veon is like one of the most level-headed dudes. Nice, Mm -hmm. nice guy. Mm -hmm. But like, you can't argue when someone is the face of the franchise Mm -hmm. and they're not getting compensated for what they're producing Mm -hmm. you know you can't argue with it you know what i mean yeah so and and, yeah and i don't think it's greeted at all like this whole world 
globally, like, it's just ran by money at the end of the day. You know what I mean? <laughs> and if, yeah, it's the love of the game, and he's going to perform at the highest level possible. But you know your worth. Yeah. You know your worth. And if you literally are getting painted as, like, you, you're getting, you're, use, you're using me basically to boost your business. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so give me a good chunk of that. You're right, still gonna make more, more than me, anyways. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So absolutely, I absolutely, I, I'm definitely on on that side yeah, now. Bro. You know, like before two years ago, me, <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> you was young. You was young. You was young. A lot of a lot yeah. of us youngins. But, but yeah, you like know. you said, there's life after football, mm -hmm. and you know. Mm -hmm. I see that you started your own performance academy. Yeah. And so, and you've been helping a lot of like young athletes. You've yeah. been helping a lot of people in the local area, just, you know, with their fitness and right. working out, you know? So like, tell us about that a little bit. So, more. yeah. So in my off season, so like when I was going into college, man, I, you know, I went into exercise science as a major, mm -hmm. but it's so broad, you yeah. know, like you, it just, it's like, what does that mean? Exercise science? You know, you see a lot of people that are going for that now. Mm -hmm. Um. So I, I, Started searching into the, the, you know, my major and I found human health and kinetics. And I always knew that I wanted to be a strength conditioning coach mm -hmm. at some level, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I just didn't know, you know, where I wanted to go with it, mm. you know. And um, when I was 18, I got my first job as a personal trainer at Anytime Fitness. Okay. At 18? At 18. Damn. Right? Okay. So I definitely got lucky, bro. And I kind of <laughs> got baptized by fire. You know, I kind of got thrown into it. And it was just like, I had no guidance. I had no mentor in that. You know, it was like, figure it out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at 18, I was starting to be like, oh, you know, I really like this, man. I like, you know, I'm helping people out. You know, the job's great. It's like, it's just, it's fun. You yeah. know, it's, I'm not sitting behind a desk. Mm -hmm. And I'm in a gym. And you yeah, know what I mean? I'm in a gym, out. bro. Like, this is great. Yeah, so I remember uh, going into college, really, like, starting to focus on it. And, you know, we had strength coaches. And I was like, man, I really like what they do. You know, I, that would be fun, bro, you know, being around athletics and stuff. So um, it wasn't until about I had been doing PT in the summer when I'd come back at Anytime Fitness like, three years. And then when I signed my first contract, bro, after that got done, I got a call from a place up in Tallahassee called Titus Performance Academy. And I was training there when I was getting ready for the CFL. And the, the owner, Adam, he was like, hey, bro, I know you just got released. Um, do you want to come up here and, you know, be a strength conditioning coach, speed coach for us? And I was like, hell yeah, bro. <laughs> so I literally, like, didn't even think twice, packed up, left, like, two weeks later. And then I uh, was up there, man, and that changed my life from a career standpoint for strength conditioning. I've trained Olympians, professional athletes in their respective sports, you know, MLB, NFL, high elite college athletes, helped out with pro days for – uh, huge, you know, universities. Like, I I've done a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then when I came back home during COVID, that's why I'm back, essentially, is because when COVID hit, our, our facility had to shut down for a little bit. I didn't know what to do. I wasn't having money coming in. So I was like, I'm not going to put myself in a financial deficit. So I'm going to leave. So I came back home. And uh, I don't think anyone in the world at the time knew how serious COVID was going to get or how long we'd be shut down. Yeah. So I think maybe like two months into being back here, I was like, man, dude, I can't go to the gym i'm doing nothing but body weight training like i need to build a gym dude put like you know you know me and my pops we threw like 9k into a facility bro in the gym we have like turf come in and uh turn it into something and then i was like just using it for me to get ready mm -hmm. for, to go back and play pro ball and then my dad was like why don't you start doing this man like you, you do this for a living anyway <laughs> you know you start doing this so i remember i started getting into it man and um bro i think like i did the numbers. i think i had like a total of like 45 clients you know like i was just like helping out and training a bunch of people man and it grew you know it word of mouth is one of the best businesses you especially know, around here to help you grow mm -hmm. but i mean it definitely helps you know having a reputation that i have and you know being back in the community my biggest thing is i just want to get back you know i kind of want to help those out that don't have that exposure um not that i'm the greatest coach of all time but you know to be able to train elite people and then bring that type of training back to the demographic down here and help them out and educate them mm -hmm. it's been real fun mm -hmm. so yeah it's absolutely. been awesome and florida as a state is a really popular state for football yeah um how would you it is the state it is the state cali and texas tries to combat with us now and i'm not gonna say there's not some studs out there uh-huh this is the state for football right here yeah you should you know, I was going to say that. I just didn't want to sound... Oh, uh, no, it's all right. I don't you can say it. Sound, I sound cocky. The place for football is. 
I'll say it with you, bro. Florida is football. That's probably the only thing it's good for, to be honest. No, I'm just kidding. We've no, <laughs> got some crazy characters in Florida. Yeah, but I do. Sure. I do yeah, love it. For good vacation area. Yeah, man. A lot for of sure. peace of mind. Yeah, um, <laughs> But yeah. I wanted to kind of uh, ask you as well. Working in Florida, you know, wow. and being a strength and conditioning coach and owning your own facility, what are some common, like, traits, like personality traits that you see coming from these athletes here in Florida? What do you mean? Like you say, you say, you know, Texas and Cali don't really, don't really stand a chance when it comes to Florida. Like what what do you think makes Florida, uh, Florida? We have that dog in us, bro. Okay. We have that dog in us, bro. You got to understand, especially out here in Fort Myers, Mm -hmm. particularly in in this County, Mm -hmm. these kids out here know their only way out is through football. Maybe it's basketball, maybe it's track, maybe it's soccer. Primarily, number one, football. Mm -hmm. So you got two choices. You either end up doing something stupid, Mm -hmm. or you can possibly get a career for yourself and help your family out and get up out of here Mm -hmm. and project yourself somewhere further in life. Mm -hmm. We have that dog in us. A lot of us, you know, some of us have good upbringings and some of us have terrible upbringings, man. Some of the only type of structure that a lot of us have in life is this sport. Mm -hmm. So we know that we have to put everything into this to get everything back out of it. Absolutely. We have that dog in us down here. You will never find, I'm going to tell you right now, you will never find anyone nastier than some of the kids that are coming out of this county. Nasty. Mean, bro. I mean, I play with some Lamar literal Jackson. dogs, bro. <laughs> like, literal dogs, bro. Nasty, bro. Mm-hmm. So. No, no, I believe it, man. I mean, Florida, like, and it's comfortable being outside, too. Because, yeah. you know, we got that warm weather. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the northern states, you know, it's, always, it's cold as hell. It's not like people don't train in the cold, because I bet they do. It's been comfortable now. Shit. <laughs> you get out there at two o'clock in August when the sun's yeah, right up bro. in the sky. Oh, yeah. Humid as hell. I know. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, September, August, j- summer, that's, that's like the worst time, bro. That morning dew on the grass. That's when you start separating the boys from the men, who really wants to play and who doesn't? I, I I do like what you said about like Fort Myers because the area is so small that there's not too much opportunity out here. So it's either like you either do something right. and try to help out with your family or you stay back. And like if you stay back, like I hope that you're doing something because it's not like a big city where in Miami or New York mm-hmm. or LA where there's like a ton of stuff you can try to branch out so here bro if you stay here and you don't do much like I'm not saying that you're not gonna do anything but like chances are that like I think, what are you doing I you think know? like what you're like getting at like in my opinion is, is complacency you know like mm. if you've been around something for so long and you get comfortable that's a dangerous place to be yep. you know yep. you don't want to be comfortable with where you're at in life if that is cool and you're okay with being content and mediocre and average then maybe stay where you're at. But like, if you're trying to continuously progress, branch out, resource, network, meet new people and take yourself to higher heights, you definitely have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And you you can't stay in one place for too long. And, and some people that decide to stay here, um, they do really well. You know, they are extremely successful, mm-hmm. you know, and they have great businesses and they have great connections. And some people just stay here and do what they've always done, mm-hmm. you know, but that's the same anywhere else, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, it, it's definitely... Uh, a double-edged sword with how you decide to go mm-hmm. with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You did mention uh, before that you had came over here again for because of COVID, yeah. correct? Uh-huh. Uh, before that, when was the last time you were in Florida? I was, I was in Tally for two years. Okay. So I was in Tally, bro, for two years up there as a strength conditioning coach. It's totally, totally different, though, north side of Florida. Bro, it is, south bro. side you, of Florida. It is definitely <laughs> Look, the, There's a difference between South Florida and the rest of Florida, bro. Yeah, you, know? you got the yeah. good old boys up there in you know, the Southern Bible Belt, bro. And, you know, they're always talking about something. You know, it's a... Uh, uh, I yeah. love the people yeah. up there, bro. They're great, man. I love yeah. them. But you're definitely on that Florida Georgia line. Mm-hmm. And like, I'd notice I'd come back, man, and I'd be talking. I'd be like, y'all. And I'd be sounding like, wait a second. <laughs> I, I, I think you still got it, didn't you, you still bro? got a little bit. I, 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 I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. Some of that country at times, bro. I'll start playing some country music every now and then. I'll be like, dang. Yeah, I think you were bumping down the Tahoe, bro. Yeah, I was you know bumping it out. Now, when I came over here, I had to make sure I was playing some like Hot Boy Jack Boy real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Get my mom said, you shit. But, yeah. All right, I'll put you in a quick visualization. Okay. And I want. I want to. I want to know what you. I want to know what you're thinking in this in this situation. All right. Boom! It's game day. Nice. You've been training for this one game mm-hmm. to win it all. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing that pops in your mind before you step on the field? My name. One hundred percent. My name. Your name. I Just care point. more about the name that I represent on my back than anything I've ever represented in my entire life. Mm. I was always told, bro, like, when you check your morals and you check anything else, 
what are you representing? What do you care about the most? I care about my last name. My mother, my father, my grandparents, my brothers, my sisters, everyone who's come before me has never done anything to ruin that name. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put everything I got on the line for that name. Mm-hmm. I would never tarnish it. So when in my head, hey, it's time to ball out, baby. Playing for the Griffiths. So that's not to take away from my teammates or my team, mm-hmm. but at this level, they understand. I'm playing for me, baby. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting for sure. Own, I mean, so. honestly, you need to be at that mentality to help your teammates yeah, anyways. Exactly. So it's like, it's, exactly. it's a win-win situation. You know, you're mm-hmm. looking out for yourself. Which, if you look out for yourself, you'll be able to help the others. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. That's dope, man. That's 100%. dope. You know, and, you know, I feel like a lot of people, they they have their, their family values and, and they care about their reputation yeah. and their name. Um, but then there's just some people that, you know, that are complacent, like you said. Yeah. And it's really hard sometimes to kind of, you know, weed out those, those complacent people because they kind of blend in. Especially yeah. when you're like in high school yeah. and in college, mm-hmm. but when you start getting them, li- them real licks by yeah, the grown bro. men, yeah. I mean it gets it gets gets easier to weed them out. Yeah. But um, Alan was telling me that you uh, were in the NFL Combine at one point. So what happened was was 2017. I was up in Ohio. I was getting ready for the 2018 regional NFL Combine. Okay. And then what happened was I qualified for it. Um, I was doing great, bro. Um. I was hitting marks that I had never hit before, bro. Mm. Like, uh, I was tapped in. And then we never kind of got a clear reason as to why it was canceled. But it was, like, canceled for the first time in, like, 17 years. And I remember um, at the time I was like, damn, bro, like, what do I do now? Um, And that's when I got introduced to the CFL. And the guy I was training with, one of my mentors, his name's Kez McCorvey. Uh, Kez McCorvey and E.G. Green, they're two legends out of Florida State, but they're also NFL, CFL guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really helped me out and um, showed me a lot of stuff with perfecting my craft. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we'll see if we can make some calls or you get you ready for the CFL and, and do some stuff. And that's kind of where I had to move after that happened. That's awesome, man. From what I'm hearing, bro, you have a lot of support uh, around yeah. you. And like you even talking about your own dad. Your dad sounds like a quality guy man like the greatest a lot, dude ever. yeah a lot of people don't have that uh yeah. that, that 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 blessing to be able to have that you know that support system and yeah. and i see that you not only are you repping for your support system but you're definitely you know reaping the benefits of having that support system simply Bro. because you know yeah it's it's hard to make it out here the, the more people you have around you, the better, you know what I mean? Yeah, bro. And this past year, with 2020 and now going into 2021, if anything, having that support system is super crucial. It's been uh, instrumental, bro, to my success. Mm -hmm. You know, the the support that I get from my family has been unbelievable. Like, it's just, you know, like I said before, like, either you have a good upbringing or you have a bad one. Mm -hmm. I was blessed to have great parents, Mm -hmm. you know, great brothers and sisters, you know, grandparents, you know, who cared about what was going on in my life. You know, they wanted yeah. to make sure that I did everything I could do to be successful. Mm-hmm. And um, there were times where, where, you know, shit hit the fan mm-hmm. and I wanted to fold. And they're like, you better get your ass up and get moving. That's when they throw that water out of you at like four in the morning. Get your ass yeah, up. Bro. You, I feel like <clears throat> today's society, everybody's so sensitive. That they cannot take. They cannot take. They cannot take. They cannot take that type of tough love. Right. And I feel like that is exactly what we need. Yeah. Tough love. If you really want to get to where you want to be. Right. Like it. It doesn't. It's not supposed to be easy. It's not, bro. Anything worth having. I think. I think I've said this before. Mm -hmm. Anything worth having, worth holding, is never easily obtained, bro. At all. Sounds hundred percent, bro. It does sound familiar. Yeah. So like. One hundred percent. You need to have that tough love, bro. And. Yeah, I think it's just all social media driven, you know, with everything that's been going on and like why people are so sensitive, man. Yeah, but bro. I'm a fan of that, bro. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of being blunt and telling people how it is and how I think it should be done now. It's your choice if you want to follow it or not. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I believe this is the way to do it because this is how I did it. And bro, this is how I got there. Growing up, man, like, you know, I'm, look, I've never met a stronger woman than my mother. Okay. Mm-hmm. No one, bro. Like my mom is badass, bro. You don't want to mess with that shit. My <laughs> shout out to my mom too. Yeah, man. shout out to all the moms out yeah. there. You know, my pops, um, one of the greatest men I've ever known in my life, will probably ever know. There's no one that could take my father's spot um for as a coach, as a teacher, um, as a mentor, you know, ever. He he is the GOAT. But you know, one person I would like to point out um uh, is my brother, dude. So I have a 10-year age gap between my older brother. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my brother Patrick is so I'm 24, he's 34, all right? And I want you to think about something. If I was 12, this this dude was 22, was a collegiate coach for quarterbacks, right? 
and was always transparent with me and would keep it real. And if I was slacking off, mind you, bro, like if I ever got into a, a pissing battle with my brother and he decided to hit me, like if I hit him, best believed I was coming back tenfold. So you got a grown ass man hit you now. So I'd grow up real quick with him. Mm-hmm. Okay. And no, like, hey, don't mess with Pat because he'll smack you up. <laughs> I remember coming home from a game, bro, and I dropped like three balls. And he had come down to surprise me, and I was, like, disappointed because I, like, I felt like I let my brother down, you know, like, damn, mm-hmm. bro, I really sucked today. And uh, my brother, like, had me come outside. Mm-hmm. It was probably, like, the distance from, like, the door to the piano and had a college-sized football. It was like, we're going to catch 100 balls today. <laughs> and he was throwing them point blank. He's, mind you, he's a college quarterback coach, bro, mm-hmm. drilling it at me. Mm-hmm. And I, like, bro, my hands when I got done, they were, like, pulp red. They were beating and everything. And. I remember at the end, though, I was like, you know, I was tearing up, bro. My hands hurt. He was like, hey, look, this is what you got to do. You know, when shit gets tough, you're going you're gonna to fold to the pressure or you're going to deal with the hands you're dealt. And uh, so I'm eternally grateful for my brother. There were times where he was super hard on me, mm-hmm. but it definitely helped mold me into who I am. Mm-hmm. My sister as well. She's mm-hmm. a tough-ass chick, bro. Like, I would never mess with my sister. She's a mother of two. And uh, mm-hmm. she's a great wife, bro. So, like, she's a badass chick as well. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I think we don't appreciate it at the moment. Obviously, when we're young, twelve years old, you're like right, this guy's being an asshole. Yeah, right, dude. sure, <laughs> talking me sure. out, bro. Yeah. Like, but when when you when you reach that age, you're like, yeah. man, thank God, <laughs> yeah, thank bro. God, they were tough on me. Yeah. Thank God I had them, bro. Yeah, like my parents were both cops, bro. So like, I got raised by my brother and sister essentially. Mm-hmm. Like they were always gone, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, there's there's a bunch going on with cops and all this, you know. And we're not gonna get into the politics, all that crap right now. But like, there are a lot of nights, bro. I didn't know if my mom or pop were coming home, bro. You know, they're they're dealing with crazy shit out here in Fort Myers. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, my brother and sister were always there. You know, my sister, she was like my mom. My brother was like my pops. And my brother definitely laid down the law when no one was home. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I definitely had to grow up real quick around him. Yeah, I know. I know around here it gets crazy, man. Uh, I know Woo! a couple people that work, you know, at the courthouse. They tell me stories that you yeah. never see on the news and. It's I, I I definitely see what you mean, but uh, but yeah, I, yeah. I kind of had a similar thing, you know. My older sister, you know, she took care of me whenever my mom was working all the time, yeah. you know, which is why she's so strong. That's why I admire her, yeah, man. You know, and like she held down the law, yeah, man. And and in the beginning, that like I never appreciated, but like I I'm just eternally grateful for it. Mm-hmm. Can't get it back. Can't nope. you know what I'm saying? Can't can't trade that for anything. Can't put a price right? on that, nope. you know. Hell no, bro. My- my whole thing is crazy. Like it's crazy when like you're you know out and about, and yeah. then you see the effects of not having that right. tough love right. all around you, and you see it in different personality traits. You see it when people are just the same age as you, where they feel like they're twelve years old versus you being you know twenty four. We're something in a like society that. now. It's the pussification of America, bro. <laughs> Pussy, bro. Make sure you highlight that shit. Like it literally is. Bro. Like we got to make sure like you're gonna get an award for just attending. Yeah. There can be no winner or loser anymore. You got to all feel like you're equal. Here's the deal. That person who just lost mm-hmm. and is getting a reward for it thinks it's now okay to lose. Mm-hmm. Hell no, bro. Here's the deal. You want to be like the winner, so you got to work your ass off to be like the winner. Mm-hmm. That's tough. That might be cruel. Mm-hmm. But look, man, like you're setting people up for failure when they get older. No one teaches us in school how to balance the checkbook, how to pay our bills, you know, how to deal with a credit card, how to like pay rent. No one teaches us that. So when we get knocked down and we're like, or our boss is hard on us, you know, yeah, we don't do. know how to act like, like, why is he being so hard on us? Because you're not doing your damn job. Yeah. That's why, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, I mean, again, <laughs> right. bro, the pussification of America is very real. Um, unfortunately, that's how it is right no, now. No, I... I hundred, I hundred and fifty percent. I couldn't have said it any better. <laughs> I, I, I have had these. I've had multiple discussions about this. That like, yeah. well, not everybody's you, Alan. That's what they say. Right. So, what's your reaction? Well, why? Not everybody's you, though. Cool. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. Not, right. not everybody's you, bro. So right. it's easier said than done. That mm-hmm. like, oh, that's an excuse. Mm-hmm. That's an excuse for like, boohoo me. Let's have a pissing party for me. Mm-hmm. No, bro. Like, I have no sympathy for people that just constantly want rewards for doing nothing. Yeah. You know? And what, uh, what I always say is like, okay, maybe, like you said it earlier in the podcast, some people grew up with, you know, a good family. Right. Some people grew up with a bad family. Mm-hmm. But everybody in common has a problem. Some problems might be, you know, better than others just yeah. based on like what their problems is. But the, the, the thing is that they still have a problem at the end of the day. Yeah. So it's, you're not the only one that's going through something, you know, 
like through some sort of adversity. Right. You know what I mean? And adversity is kind of a strong word for it because like, oh, we grew up in a good family. How could you have adversity, right? Right. But there's some sort of issue still within it. You know what I mean? Right, bro. I mean, like, you know, a lot of my homeboys, man, like have lived with me, you know, and my parents and my family have been more family to them than their own families, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, you know, where there's room in the heart, there's room in the home. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you can always help show people what it's like to have, you know, a support system and all that, bro. But like, no, man, I honestly, like, I can't even relate to that type of thinking because mm-hmm. it's just like, I don't get it, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not on the same wavelength as you, mm-hmm. you know, like I want to win. I'm a natural competitor, whatever it is in life, mm-hmm. you know, so I want to get to the top. And it doesn't mean that you're a dick. No. no, honestly, like, and I think that a lot of people get confused. Like, oh, oh, you're just an asshole. You're you're you're, you're <laughs> selfish. Right. You you you're egotistical. It's like, no, I'm because life life is hard, right. and to get through life, sometimes you need to put yourself through obstacles and kind of just push through it and get over it. Yeah, bro. and it's a lot easier said than done. It I is. know, but that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. It's just like you think about it, man. It's like, damn. All right, like. Uh, I'll give you an example. Like if I lost like five clients, you know, they like, they don't want to come back anymore because of mm-hmm. they're getting freaked out about COVID or they have someone in the house who's at mm-hmm. risk of whatever, mm-hmm. but maybe they just don't want to train no more. Mm-hmm. They don't like how I train, whatever it is. Right. That sucks. But at the end of the day, uh, it could be a lot worse. Like uh, for a fact, someone's mother just died of cancer. You know, someone just lost a brother or sister, mm-hmm. you know, um, it could be a lot worse. Everyone's going through something. Mm-hmm. But how you choose to react to the situation determines your outcome for everything. Mm-hmm. How you choose to react to what you're dealt mm-hmm. will determine the outcome for your life. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you said that twice because that I, I'm glad that you emphasized that because right. that's the key of what we're trying trying to say. Right. It's like when we're talking about the pussification of America. Yes, sir. That mindset is what we're talking about. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you can't get out of that mindset. Yeah. There's people that can help you with that. Mm-hmm. You know that, that that we have. There's professionals that can help you yes, with sir. that, and it's okay. You know, take your take your time, figure that out, but don't bring that shit over here right, and fuck up our mindset when we're right. already you know secure with what we want to do. The thing is, it's I mean? our job as leaders to try to educate those who are, if they're ha- going through a you know weak minded state, mm-hmm. help them be like, hey, look, man, yes. you can give them that tough because not everyone reacts the same to everything else. Yeah. You know, like, as a coach, I can't coach my football guys like I'd coach my regular, you know, everyday mm-hmm. weekend warrior. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I can't be like, let's go, let's go in their ear. Sometimes they need that, like, you know, that type. is like, hey, look, you're doing great. Keep moving. Keep moving. I know it sucked today, but you're doing great. Yeah. There's a time and place for it. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone's different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. My dad... I'm a fan of art. I don't know if y'all can see. You probably can't see. I'm, I'm, I love... Uh, I know. Yeah, I know. Trust me. Trust me. You know, I'm a man. Maybe I should get some... Right. You know, like, <laughs> hey, like, I got... Hey, shout out my boy, Blue at A City. He is the realest tattoo artist in the city. But, y'all need to check him out, bro. That's my boy. Um, but no, man, like, one of the... You know, a lot of these things I have tatted on me, one of them is a quote from my father. Uh, and he always used to tell me, courage forges the path through all obstacles, while fear will forever be the thief of dreams. And if you really take a second to break that down, it's like, hey, man, like, do you have enough courage to get through what you're going through for adversity? Or are you just going to let the fear of the unknown take over? Bro. We need to get uh, your pop on the podcast. You do. Bro. He's a motivational speaker, bro. <laughs> I can tell you, bro, he's a man of many traits, I need to meet pops, bro. He's, he's a good dude, bro. You, you guys would, be, you would love him, bro. <laughs> no, I, and I'll let you get to the toast right now. Um, and, and it's okay, like, if you're ever feeling some sort of, you know, like, um, just not, you're not feeling yourself. Or right. you're not feeling motivated or dedicated to whatever you're trying to put out there. I mean, there's I, I've had my rough patches too. Like last yeah. year, I, I said that I was going to therapy. You know what I mean? Just because I I felt like I was falling into like an entitlement trap. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, you know, I, I need somebody to check me. Uh-huh. And, you know, sometimes I go and talk to like close friends and family. But, you know, they're not, yeah, they're going to make me feel better. But I, I need somebody to give me some tough love. You know what I mean? Because... That is what's going to wake me up. That was just me, you know? And mm-hmm. I felt like some people are ashamed. Like, oh, damn, I need to go see professional help. It's like, nah, man, like... That's self-awareness. It, it, and it's okay. It's self-awareness. Awesome, you know, like... Dope, and, and, and no one should be ashamed of that, you know? Yeah. I, I'm not ashamed of right, it, man. anything, mm-hmm. man. And and, and I feel like it's helped me, you know, like, start the year on, like, on the right path. You know, right. like, mind you, I have hella projects that I put on myself sometimes. But, you know, I have a easier state of mind dealing with those projects. It's better to have more irons in the furnace than none, bro. Yeah. Rather be burning <laughs> with opportunity than have no opportunity. 
Bro, your pops rubbed a lot, a lot of that motivation. I'm quoting I mean, you, bro. Get a lot of video clips of this one, bro. <laughs> hey, look, some of that's from me now. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. All from Griff. This, 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 this is your dad. This is your dad all the time, like salt bay. Salt, salt, salt. Take this with you forever. Here's some wisdom. Here's some wisdom. So. If you've heard our show before, you know that at the end of our podcast, we yeah. always ask our guests to give a toast to Southwest Florida. Right. So we're going to ask you the same thing. And trust me, we could literally go on for hours just talking and talking. Uh-huh. But we won't got that much tape. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to ask you the same question. You ready for it? Okay. Okay. So if you can give a toast to yeah. the people of Southwest Florida, yes. what piece of advice would you want to leave to them? Oh, wow. Yeah, we're getting, a, we're getting a, deep, man. We're getting deep. <laughs> Better, what a better, question, man. Better unlock your inner dad. <laughs> <laughs> Pops, I wish you were with me, man. Um, wow, that's deep, bro. I mean, I guess if I could say anything is that, you know, right now as a community, I think we need to stay united. Um, I think one thing that makes this community in Lee County in particular so great uh, is, is how... Uh, Together we are with certain things. The support that we support with businesses, with schools, you know, with that type of stuff is is great. You know, we need to do more things like this and kind of get people's uh, businesses out there and what they're doing. So, I mean, if I could say one thing is continue to be who we've always been, man. You know, be supportive, be loving, be kind. Um, and when shit gets rough, keep pushing. Right. Sir, yes, sir. Hard work. Hard work beats talent, man. Yeah. Um, I'm, big, I'm a big fan of that saying. So, Wyatt, bro, where can they find, where can they know about more about your Performance Academy? Where can they follow your content? Yes. Where can they follow your journey? Yes. You can come follow the journey and be a part of the journey at G6X Performance Academy, uh, which is in Cape Coral. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Santo, S-A-N-T-O underscore Siete, S-I-E-T-E-E. All right, which means Saint Seven. Um, follow me on that page. I'm posting content all the time. Uh, people I'm training myself. What's going on with me? What's hip? Um, and then uh, there's a new thing going on right now. I'm working with Anytime Fitness. Uh, I'm doing some, you know, consulting programming for a program out there. Uh, it's called Anytime Fitness X. Uh, it's a new thing that's coming out for a program. If you guys want to challenge yourself and get in there, I will be running it. We will have videographers in there filming. So if you want to get some content for your page, get in there. We got some merch for y'all as well. So. Definitely know some people that might want to take that yeah, up. Yeah, for sure. Heavy, heavy hitter Wyatt, man. Yeah, we're going to be sharing some of his content on our page as well. So y'all yeah. can go ahead and um, go ahead and view that. Keep in touch with that. And man, like it was great having you on the show, man. I love that this was our first episode of 2021. Yeah, yeah bro. I appreciate y'all having me out here, man. This has been great. I'm glad that I was on the 28th episode. That's dope, bro. Hey, you know, so. you're on the first episode of the year, bro. Yeah, that's yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah. All right, hey, that's yeah, even yeah. better, bro. You, the you, way that I'm starting it off. You started it off on a high note, man. That's even better, bro. I appreciate it, man. For real, I'm honored, bro. I really do appreciate y'all Absolutely, having me get out here, bro, and, and doing all this, bro. Yeah, for it's sure, been bro. awesome. So, yeah. thank you, guys. So, it's another episode in the books, right, Alan? 28. 28. You know the vibes, man. Have a good night, everybody. Peace.